0: Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself
1: when you can listen to a few Northwest outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line
0: is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth
1: Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station, 710 Seattle Sports App. That's Joey Pyburn, and Matt Nelson running the board. Our very special in-studio guest, Ryan Lampers, the stealthy hunter. And on the phone, go check out VortexOptics.com. That's the website of our next guest, none other than our dear friend, Mark Boardman of Vortex Optics. Good morning, Mark. How are
2: you, buddy? What's up, buddy?
3: Oh, I'm doing great, guys. I'm doing great. We got the dream team together. I tell you what, I am fired up i've been listening to the show all morning uh so i think i might know what i'm in store here i just tapped my third cup of coffee there which you i know is a ryan nice. lampers approved move uh I'm, man i tell you what i'm, I'm fired up about blacktail deer i'm fired up because i just hear that ryan just killed a, a bear i took everything I, I had not to drive directly to the airport and head into the high country. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready to rock, guys. It smells, like, well,
2: it smells well, like bar and yard. Well, you will be uh, heading to the airport and and come in this direction on on the 25th, and you and I are gonna we're gonna go try to put down a couple uh, of these Washington fall bears.
3: I tell you what, man, I have been thinking about this trip for more than a year now. <laughs> like Brian said, this is one of his favorite things, and you know, Joey and I, you, you and I did this hunt oh two years ago, and it's just it's been on my mind ever since.
2: Well, and we were not successful on that hunt, but I think what really grabs you is, like we, like Ryan said, the places you get to go to chase these bears. Uh, we saw some of the most beautiful country on that hunt, and um, and I, I, you know, you and I had long conversations about that. That, you know, even if you're not successful, you stomp off the top of that mountain, and you feel like you've accomplished something. Just being in that country and and. You kind of just float around for a couple of days, and and if you are successful, you come off with all that amazing meat, and you, you take it home to your you family. Hobble around you you for hobble for a, a few, few days. Yeah,
3: <laughs> you, I mean, you nailed it. You know, we're chasing these places as much as the critters that live in them, and, and I just I fell in love with that high country, that alpine stuff. Is just, it's just, um, it's. I mean, you got to It's one of those things you got to see it to believe it. You got to live in it for a few days to believe it, and uh, it'll it'll hook you. That's for sure.
4: Yeah, Mark, I think you're in for a treat uh, timing-wise when you roll into town. I noticed the uh, the berries right now, they're at like uh, that 42 to 4,500 level on the mountain. And, uh, you know, as you go up from there, you get into some of that real nice open alpine stuff where they just become more glassable. So I think in the time frame that you're going to be rolling in, it's going to be perfect for that.
2: Yeah, and that's pretty typical – here in Washington, you know, you're a little early, yep. you know, um, and, and what, so what happens is seems like the berries that are down still on that timber line, be, the humidity or something, they tend to ripen up sooner. And those bears, so the bears are down feeding on those berries in the timber. It makes them hard to get. By the time Mark gets here, those berries are going to be ripe in that 52 to 5,500 range and that's where you get up into that open country where it's just that is when it's fun to hunt that's bears. That's when and watch you have bears.
4: days where you see you, you might see in a dozen bears yeah. in the berry fields. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. As you know, like right now, like Joe said, they're right on the level. They're just barely poking out of the the timber, and you're picking them up, and then they're back into the timber because there's there's more berries in the timber right now than out in the open.
1: Yeah. So,
4: gotcha, gotcha well, you guys you, you guys are giving me chills
1: <laughs> well, here's the deal. you provide us with the optics to make our job easier. There's nothing worse than having the wrong set of binos, having the wrong spotter, you get eye strain, you can't see what you need to see. you don't have the right tripod, you're not set up for this, so the Vortex Optics Catalog has everything we need to make our job sitting on those ridges, sitting on those mountaintops and glassing those berry fields a better experience. And that's what it's, that's what it's all about. So, so what's new? What's exciting? What do Vortex Optics have to make this enjoyable experience even more productive?
3: man i mean you nailed it tom i mean the optics i know i work for vortex optics but optics are so key and i think you guys would agree i mean they are going to improve your outdoor experience as a whole and they are going to improve your hunting experience and your success rate you know if you if you're not if you're not running quality optics or even optics in general you're just you're just going to be a step behind so uh, yeah, I mean, what's new from Vortex? In, in the last year, uh, we've come out with uh, our Razer HD 4000 GB, and uh, it, it's, it's a lot to say, and it's doing a lot. So it's it's a, uh, it's a um, ballistic-equipped rangefinder, so it's got an onboard a ballistic solver. So what that's going to do, it pairs with an app. Uh, you can input all of your ballistic data. You get that range. It's going to spit you out that ballistic solution that you're going to want to dial to execute uh, that long range shot or even really precisely, you know, execute those shots that, you know, 300 yards and beyond. Right. It just it's going to make you a better marksman. You're going to be able to have that pinpoint accuracy and hold or dial exactly what you need to do.
1: And that runs alongside the Geo Ballistics app as well. So you're going to load this down on your phone. So all this, this, this is a technical piece of gear, and you don't just pick it up and use it. You need to take it to the range and practice with it. And of course, none of this is going to help you unless you have a, a tactical scope as well. So tell us about the interplay between a handheld rangefinder and that scope, and how it's going to make you a, a, a more accurate. Ethical and, and more and more successful hunter, uh, Mark Boardman,
3: for sure, for sure. So you know, I mean, this whole system you know revolves around good data in and good data out, right? So you, uh, and like you said, Tom, you want to take that data that you input into the rangefinder, take to the range, shoot it at distance, validate that data, make any tweaks that you need to do, and then you're going to pair it with a scope that has the capability to uh, to uh, dial accurately, to track true, that has good optics. Uh, likely coupled with, with a reticle that's geared towards, you know, executing long-range shots. Um, and, and those are going to work together uh, to, you know, allow you to execute that shot in in the field.
2: Yeah, and obviously, you know, our goal as hunters is to get as close to the animal as we can before we set up to take the shot, Um but there's times when you can't do that, and if you do have to reach out to that, you know, three fifty to five hundred range, you 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 never want to take that shot unless you have practiced and practiced and practiced, and you know your gear inside now, and, out and you, you know that you can make that shot. And and all this technology, that's what it's allowing us to do. You know, um, obviously, I, I love shooting things within two hundred yards. I don't want to have to shoot things at 500 yards, but occasionally that's what you got, and that's what you, you're going to take. and And then all your all your time training at the at the range using your equipment is going to allow you to reach out there a little bit further.
3: For sure, for sure. I mean, it, the goal is always to get as close as possible, and I think with all this technology and these feature rich uh, rifle scopes now allow a person is yes you're extending your effective range and it's not necessarily outside the realm of a shot that you might take without it but it's going to allow you to take that shot with extreme confidence with extreme accuracy you're not left with any question marks and like you said joey if you do have a question mark you probably shouldn't be uh pressing the trigger so it's just going to uh let a person have that confidence and the ability to make that shot and, uh, you know, hopefully bring home, uh, you know, a, a buck, a bull, or, uh, you know, this time of year,
2: a All the above. So we're sitting in studio here with Ryan Lampers. Um, obviously, Ryan creates tons of content. You can go, go on YouTube and see all of Ryan's films. Well, Mark Boardman, our friend from Vortex, uh, you are also a bit of a content creator. You guys have a, a Kodiak Sitka Blacktail film coming out at Vortex Nation on YouTube um, on Sunday August 20th, a Kodiak Blacktail Bonanza. Tell us a little bit about that, buddy.
3: Man, it was just an absolutely epic adventure. And just, you know, hearing Ryan talk about his trip a little bit, it's just like rekindling all those memories. But yeah, we went to Kodiak uh, last August. Um, You know, uh, unlike Ryan, who uh, apparently didn't get in his rain gear, we lived in our rain Mm -hmm. gear. So uh, we, we, we pretty much had the wet stuff and windy stuff the entire time with a few breaks. Uh, The island gave us a little bit of everything, uh, including some bomber, bomber blacktails. So (laughs) it was just, it was one of those uh, trips of a lifetime for sure. Uh, You know, you wouldn't have it any other way at the end of it with all the challenges that we faced. And so, like you said, that film is going to drop on the 20th uh, on the Vortex Nation YouTube channel. So I encourage anybody who's interested in a hunt like that or just wants to see a cool hunt unfold, uh, check it out.
1: He is. Mark Boardman, one more thing I got to talk to you about, dude. One of the things that I've been so very impressed with 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 Vortex is is not just the optics, but some of your tripods, man. If you've got a creaky tripod and you are zoomed way the heck in, and you try to move it just a little tiny bit to see the edge of that bear that's coming out of a berry field, and that thing moves in a rickety or sticky manner. That is not a usable tripod. Tell us a little bit about what you guys have in, in that realm as well, because you know tripods can make you or break you, and, and that's one of the things that you guys, with all the accessories, you got bino adapters, you got a bunch of other stuff. Tell us about your gimbals and tell about tell us about those tripods that make your job glassing that much easier, Mark Boardman.
3: Uh, Tom, for sure. So I mean, it seems like you know, back in the day, it's like, well, if you have a spotting scope, you know, you're going to need a tripod, and they're just. So much more than a tool for a spotting scope. You know, yes, put your put your spotting scope on a tripod, mount your binos on a tripod. I mean, I can't. We, we probably talk about it every time we do the show. I probably talk about it any, anytime I talk to somebody about hunting. But you mount your binos on a tripod, you are going to exponentially increase your game spotting capability. And and these days, a lot of folks are using tripods to shoot off of. Even you know, in the back country, in the low country, front country. Uh, tripods are being used for shooting. They give you the versatility to, uh, stand and have a stable platform. You can get, you can shoot prone off them. So yeah, we, we've, we've got our, you know, from our summit carbon two, which w- which I would say is like a high country, you know, low weight, I think it's coming in about two and a half pounds, um, you know, for your, for your spotting scope, glassing needs, uh, recently we introduced our switchback carbon tripod, and that's kind of a hybrid. You can glass off it. Uh, it's coming in at 4.6 pounds, but it is an incredible shooting platform as well. It's got an ARCA head on it. It's almost like a hybrid ball head. Like I said, you can glass off it. You can definitely shoot off it. If you want to put a different head on that leg set, uh, it's, uh, it's optimized to do that too. So an extremely versatile tripod. And, uh, yeah, you, you these days, you know, if you're, if you're going hunting, it's a good idea to have a tripod and, and, uh boy, you can use it for any number of things, and it's going to help you be more successful.
1: He's Mark Boardman. Go check out VortexOptics.com. What's your arrival date when you get here?
3: So I'm rolling in on the 25th, and I think uh, Joey and I will be in the mountains on the 26th.
1: No, you're going to come do the studio on the 25th. Then you're rolling in the
2: afternoon of the 26th. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. We're, we'll be leaving right from here the, uh, as soon as the and show then, is over. We'll then, have everything ready to go, and we're heading heading for Bear. Country. So then, then I'm going to give you a day to
1: shoot your bear on the 27th. Then you got to be on the boat on the 28th, <laughs> 29th, and 30th. We're going to finish up the month on the water, buddy. Now, look forward to having out here, Mark. Heard- it's been too long, buddy.
3: Can't wait! Can't wait! Looking forward to it, and yeah, I, I like your schedule, Tom. Yeah. A, that'll work out
1: perfect. <laughs> yeah, I bet it will, dude. I get a chunk of the bear, though. That's the only. That's the only. You know, we'll, we'll take a toll. Here, so, Mark Boardman, Vortex Optics. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you soon. Travel safe.
3: All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Later, buddy. Buddy.
1: Take care. All right, coming up next: a critically acclaimed, award-winning Northwest Outdoor Report, brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, right here, the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station, seven ten, Seattle Sports App. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Your family's comfort has been our family's business for over 50 years. Marine Area 10, including LA Bay, opening through this weekend. Following what the Seattle Times called the largest tribal test catch in 15 years, WDFW paused their planned Marine Area 10 closure to allow anglers three days of what was anticipated to be a 12-month-long fishery. The Marine Area 10 summer Chinook fishery was closed on August 4th after estimates of sublegal Chinook under 22 inch minimum size limit encountered had been estimated to exceed the limit agreed to in this year's list of agreed to fisheries. However, additional test fishing during first week of August then indicated the estimates were in error. Legal size Chinook increased in the area, which dropped the estimate of sublegal encounters to 75% of the limit. This is absolute proof that WDFW's test fishing sublegal estimation micromanagement protocol is fatally flawed, cannot be allowed to survive another north of Falcon seed and setting process. Marine Area 10 reopened for salmon fishing through the weekend only, and East Elliott Bay reopens for salmon fishing until noon on Monday, August
2: 14th. WDFW will begin to offer in-person hunter education classes this month with options for full in-person and hybrid courses. The in-person and hybrid class formats are beneficial for all students. WDFW highly recommends in-person instruction for students under 12 years of age. These courses reinforce important firearm hunting safety principles, hunting ethics, basic survival and first aid, wildlife identification, and conservation participants can sign up for classes on wdfw's hunter education page some classes may be changed based on availability and covid related restrictions to help meet the public demand an online course is still available for students who must be at least nine years old log on to wdfw.wa.gov for more
1: information august is not letting off the salmon fish and throttle anytime soon as the entire washington coast is getting into the act the season high 5,600 anglers reported 2,300 Chinook and 1,400 Coho in Iwaco. And Coho finally slipping into second place in Westport with 3,100 anglers boating 1,600 Kings and 2,000 Coho, pushing that average to 1.3 fish per rod. Chinook retention in Westport is now closed on Fridays and Saturdays to extend that Marine Area 2 season into August. Marine Area 3, La Push, 325 anglers boating 180 Kings and 150 Coho for an average of 1.2 salmon for angler. Nia Bay Marine Area 4 reported only 627 anglers with 380 chinook and 114 cove still for overfishing, and egg. Remember, the push and Nia Bay also enjoy a two-chinook daily limit. the seasons are slated to run through September 30th, or as long as that
2: harvest quota holds out,
1: and we'll be keeping a sharp eye on that for you right here in the Outdoor Line.
2: Deer and elk hunters who bought a multi-season permit application this year have the chance to buy one of the 2,500 remaining multi-season deer tags and 130 remaining multi-season elk tags during the month of August. Hunters on the original elk multi-season draw list have an opportunity to buy those remaining tags with the winners of the remaining elk tags receiving an email from the WDFW the morning of Tuesday, August 15th, notifying them that they are eligible to buy a tag. The remaining deer tags will be available to purchase on a first-come, first-served basis starting at 8.30 a.m. on Thursday, August 17th. There will will not be a purchase deadline for the deer multi-season tags. They will remain for sale until the tag limit is reached or most of the hunting the deer hunting seasons are over. After three long years, Sport Crone Outdoor Program bringing back that annual summer tent sale.
1: Enjoy the best deals of the year in fishing, hunting, camping, water sports, firearms, and more. This is the undisputed largest overstock outdoor gear blowout of the year, and it's on now through August 27th. Take your pick. Talk quality browns like Coleman, Nkoda, Sportco, excuse me, Smokehouse, Hobie. Mac, Pro Troll, Berkeley, Okuma, and a complete lineup of sports and field safes. The Outdoor Emporium Sportco Summer Sale has you covered. We guarantee your price is going to be better than any other advertised. Outdoor bargain hunters have seven days a week come and visit this Sportco Summer Sale. For more information, visit
2: Sportco and download the
1: 16-page flyer at sportco.com.
2: What has been a meltdown bite in front of El Waco has turned into a lower Columbia cauldron of Chinook and Coho slightly elevated river temps have these estuary salmon hitting a combination of spinners and the old standby herring and anchovies Another strong coho run is expected this fall, and the Chinook run size is better than the 2022 forecast. The Columbia River Fall 2023 Chinook forecast is 545,000 and an additional 890,000 coho. Buoy 10 will be completely selective on both Chinook and coho. With a two fish, one coho, one Chinook bag limit, Buoy 10 through the West Puget Island will be open through September 1st, 4th, except closed on both August 21st through the 23rd and August 28th and 9th. Stay tuned for John Kaiser of Salt Patrol in the next segment for his Bowie 10 Waco and Tuna Rundown right after the break. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Enjoy big savings on all Bryant air conditioners and heat pumps during Bob's preseason AC sale. Call Bob's today.
1: Sale ends first day of summer. Man, we got some morning clouds. We got some sun. We got high pressure absolutely entrenched over the Pacific Northwest. It's going to be Clobbering time on the ocean, on the coast. I mean, let's just let's just head right straight down to Iwako and get Kaiser's take.
2: Kaiser's on. been he's been living there. I just, I mean, nobody yeah. spends more time on the water
1: <laughs> than Kaiser out there in Iwako. Well, and, and before they even hit the beach, I mean, he was doing the deep dredge program yeah. with a couple hundred feet of wire yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, haven't had him on in a while. Our old friend John Kaiser turning us next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station seven ten, Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the Renaissance Marine Group.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. The website is saltpatrol.com. The man is John Kaiser. John Kaiser, and I'm guessing he's in Iwako, somewhere within earshot, eyeshot, or, or general vicinity of the Iwako Tuna Club. Good morning, Captain John Kaiser.
0: Good morning, guys. How are you?
1: Well, good, man we're we're not quite as good as you because you uh you, you're you're breathing pacific ocean air with a tinge of chinook as as one of the upper uh scent tones right there so a lot of chinook scent yeah definitely have, well give us a scene man What's what's it look like what's it feel like what's it smell like
0: oh man i'll tell you um to start with i just got to tell you these are some of the nicest looking chinook i've seen in years they're not wonderful i mean oh my god they're just thick the upper brights are, i mean you can tell we had a good ocean survival. Yeah. I mean, the, the fish are just thick, footballs. I mean, you know, every time you get one in, you're like, oh my God, you know, you're yeah. Like, oh, you know, and I mean, even the 18 pounders, they look huge, you know, with their big bellies in them and stuff. So you're, you know, man. Uh, uh, you know, I started out my season, you know, out fishing downriggers, which all of a sudden became quite popular in Iwaco.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not that's and, not a bad uh, thing. And, and and the interesting thing about what you got going on there, not not to interrupt you, but it it's exciting to me in that you can get out and determine depth layers, and you get the Tule's running in a band, and you get the Urb's running in a band. And if I know exactly. you, and and your rottenness, and you and you're just you know you you're gonna dig into that and find those <laughs> things, right? And so and and so basically, how how did that go, and what were the depths you were encountering them? Because the beach fishery wasn't happening. You put on the downriggers, and you went and made it happen.
0: Yeah, we went out and we were in 300 feet of water, which in you know, a walk goes not that far. It's only like 12 miles when we started. And what we found was Tom was the the water was warm on top, the water was warm on the bottom. Really weird because I think it's the upwelling coming off the canyon. Sure. And that stratification, the fish were in there between 150 and 220 feet. That's where they were, in and then the you start to dial it down, and 175 mm-hmm. was like the magic number, you know, and that. Were, that's where they were holding it, and that's where all those kings were, were at you know and uh the normal typical guys dragging you know the their gear on top of the water just aren't going to get to them this year so i mean until now they're they just started showing up in some numbers on the beach down here but it's uh they're still out in the deep water i, I was out there yesterday and uh, we pulled a couple out of there and we were in 300 feet of water and <laughs> and you know, I mean, oh my God, these are nice fish.
2: Jeez. Well, and and I think we we still have a lot of fish moving Coming. down the coast. Mm-hmm. You know, everything. I'm, I I just had a good report from uh, CQ Nia Bay. A lot of a lot of big URBs being caught up there. You know, and and they're those those fish are pushing down. They're headed for you guys.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm trying to. I keep calling Trevor to let a big one come by. You know? I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm only up to 25 right now. You know, so. And, uh, but they're, I mean, they're nice fish. I mean, uh, oh my God. I mean, you're out there and we're catching, you're letting, for, we're letting 14, 15, 16 pound fish go because we're looking for something and, you know, up in that 20 mark and and we get it. That's the thing, you yeah. know, it's not yeah. like a, it's not like we're okay. We didn't, we came home without a fish. No, we're coming home with the fish. You just gotta, you just gotta, you know, well, and we the numbers. and
2: We've seen this from, from my first trip, you know, the first trip I did this year to Sitka, a better grade of fish, and then through every fishery we've had, our, our Area 9 fishery here, uh, a, an amazing grade of fish, just very healthy, big, fat fish, and we're, and we're seeing that continue in this Elliott Bay fishery. These fish are well-fed. The ocean conditions are good. Uh, that oceanic pasture was good to these Chinook this year, and, and right on down the line, we're seeing seven-pound humpies in the sound here.
0: Oh, yeah, we had humpies down here. It's already, you know, it's like... Who would, have,
1: who would have guessed? I, I, and, I'm, and I just I pulled up the the quota page, and yeah, I, I, I see three pinks mm-hmm. in, in Waco which is crazy because that's not a you know big deal. on the Columbia, so the interesting thing is, you know, they they we, they they closed down chinook retention in Westport, just north of you marine area too. Um, To on Fridays and Saturdays to extend that guideline, the the guideline in Westport right now is 70% of the Chinook guideline. However, in your newfound oceanic home of Ilwaco, you're only at 36% (laughs) of that Chinook guideline. So you have, um, you've got a Chinook guideline down there of over 17,000, and right now, you're uh, you're you're barely at four thousand chinook carp now. That's going to drastically change with the fifty six hundred people we saw, you know, descend on 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 Bowie ten and El Waco. But still, you've got a lot of quota and even more quota on the coho side. With uh, you know you have you've, you've only got twelve thousand of sixty thousand that you've harvested. So this this fishery looks like you're sailing smooth right through Labor Day weekend, John Kaiser.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, I, I'm trying, Tom. I'm trying. Yeah, no, to I
2: believe you. Yeah, <laughs> your free, freezers fall, and yeah. So, 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 so here, you know, we're going to have that shutdown coming up on the 21st through the 23rd, and we have another one later on in the month. Look, there's a lot of guys who who ha- have scheduled their time for for buoy 10 right in yeah. that closure range, and and the, a lot of these guys, uh, I've had a bunch of our listeners reach out. They've never crossed the bar. They've never went outside and fished outside. So. Give us a few tips for these guys. They're going to be if if the if the bar allows it and they're able to get out in front of Ilwaco, what's it like out there? What are they going to be running? Are they going to be running anchovies? Are they going to be running gear? Are they running downriggers? Are they going to be running leads? Just give us a little bit of a rundown of what that fishery looks like out in front of Ilwaco. Sure.
0: Um first thing with the bar, you know, just because it's open doesn't necessarily, you know. Guys call for a bar report. That's not current. Yeah. I mean, the coast guard goes out there first thing in the morning. A half hour later, it could be totally different. You know, you want to you want to look at the current, you know, and the tide. If you got a big outgoing tide, Max ebb is going to be in the middle of that run out, and that's when you don't want to cross the bar, you know. And you can see it. I mean, unless the ocean has been perfectly flat, kind of look and you know. And if you if you if, if you're not comfortable check with somebody else that goes out there a lot and that kind of thing and and make sure you're doing the right thing. It's the Columbia river bar. It's, it's safe to cross, but it's no joke. You don't cut corners on it. You know, you don't, it's not like Westport where there's little secret ways to get out and stuff. You're not going to, you don't want to take a chance. And then, but once you get out there, you know, Oh boy, you know, those fish are going to be stacking up just outside, probably out by the lighthouse just around the corner or out on the green line is pretty typical and uh, trolling. You know, you'll see uh, bait, it's quite popular, anchovies behind the uh, uh, fish flash is a popular way with a, you know, you don't have to run a dropper, just connect your weight directly in line. So, and then the other setup would be a 360, you know, with the fin on it, and behind that maybe a spin fish, and it's been working, always works really well. So that's that's kind of what the guys have been getting on the beach. Right now, there's been a really good beach bite. It's just been up the beach a ways yeah. for the guys. They're, you, it, you, know, it's been you gotta run up a ways above Long Beach. So yeah. it's a little bit of a run for the guys in the open boats yet. So but it, but they're coming. I like, trust me. And, every day I go out to fish, they're coming down the hill more. So
1: Yeah, and there's a and there's a pile of them in the river. And obviously the issue with the river is it's the river is completely selective, whereas you go out over the bar and you can you can keep a URB with a fin on it, which you know. Exactly. That's, yeah. Folks yeah. I definitely built feel to for do. the river guys. I do too. Yeah. It's this yeah, year, I mean, the it, way the way it this, it. It, this yeah. it stinks on ice, dude. The way, the way this played out, because you know you you can look at the quota um, in in Westport and in Owaco this year, and and you can see a big increase. Whereas the river didn't enjoy that, and and that's that's we we've got to address. We've got to do a better job of that, but. Not there's lots of fish to catch. You just gotta get over the bar to do it. Now you uh you and Toback made a tuna run last week as well. How far out? Tell us about the grade of Tuna, what what the temperature break was, what was the drill?
0: Uh we were temperature breaks just a couple degrees, but I mean we we're out uh we're day. We're probably around forty five miles. Nice. And uh, you know, you could see land where we were at and we you know, we got into tuna. I mean the first first stop, you know, it was just Pinning on anchovies and going. The only, only I guess, in the tuna were, you know, I, I think our biggest one was 28 pounds. Most of them were 22 <laughs> to 26. I mean, Great, great effects. Wow. before this year. And the guys, yeah. I, I know boats were coming in yesterday with 40, you know, they had, you know, 30. I mean, uh, they're they, yesterday, it's okay. I had to tell you something. The, it is so unusual to see more cars in the parking lot for a tuna run right yeah. now than for buoy 10 during the week. I mean, mm-hmm. you get a flat day, the parking lot is totally full, nowhere to park. And they're all people going for tuna, not fishing the river. Well,
2: uh-huh. you guys have enjoyed some really nice flat weather there in Oahu. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's been, yeah, a been a I mean, nice ocean crap. this summer. Yeah, yesterday,
0: just... it was like it was like flat calm. I mean, yeah. it was. I ran 35 everywhere I wanted to go. That's cool. And uh, But, you know, I got to tell you, man, I'm a little worried about Tobek because we get on the tuna stop, get the gear going, we got a bite going on. And you know how he likes his radio. He's playing music. All of a sudden, all this Christmas music comes on. People are looking at us. That's
1: okay. That's all right. He, that's, it's, that's karma that's for the fishing. stuff he's... Yeah. That's karma for the, when he used to hide in the cabin and play disco and lock the door. You know, when we were in a good tuna bite, you know, a good salmon bite there. That's your pass and stuff. I mean, he... Oh, yeah. Or it's, you know, it's okay. That's uh, Yeah, Tobek deserves it. John Kaiser, com. Thanks for your time this morning, buddy. Good luck out there, and uh, keep us posted. All right. Thanks All right. guys. All right, buddy. Later Talk you to you soon, man. You take care. All right. Coming up next, the hottest report hurdle week and the techniques you need to succeed. It's row Robinson RVs. Really? Where? It's next here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station seven ten. Seattle Sports app. No way. You gotta be
0: kidding me. Really? Where? Going yeah, back from the island of Tinian to Where'd you get him, man? No way. You, you, you gotta tell me. I, I, I'm not gonna tell anybody. Ocean hey. red. Hey man, can you tell me where you got him? I'll never put on a life nice jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.coms. Really?
4: Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com
1: will take you anywhere. Really? Roy Robinson RV is becoming camping world. So there's an overstock and clearance sale at Roy Robinson RV Center in Smoky Point. Go check it out in RoyRobinsonRV.com.
2: Boy, the the picks are rolling in here from uh, from Area Ten and Elliott Bay. Um, our buddy Dan, who, who used to be, uh, if, if you ever went to Ed Surplus, <laughs> Dan was always down there, checking in with a couple nice Chinook down there, running plugs and catching coho running deep on plugs, ocean coho. Um, Chris Sherwood checking in from down in Elliott Bay. It's been a great bite down there this morning. Oh yeah. There are a bunch of Chinook down there. Um, and good, as we mentioned size earlier... Good fish coming
1: into the Green River too. The, oh yeah. There's a pile of good...
2: Yeah. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, buoy tins just been on fire, um, Good buddy, Matt Chandler, uh, just text me. He's got two seats just opened up for the 18th at Bowie Ooh. 10. So if you if you want to get time. down and, and, and see that fishery, uh, reach out to Matt Chandler at Get Hooked Northwest. Um, yeah, man, I mean— there's plenty to do out there right now, for sure. Yeah, I mean, just about everywhere you, everywhere you point
1: a rod, you've you've got something to go for out there, and 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 you know, keep in mind, I mean, you even got halibut opening up this, this this week as well. Crabbing still going on here in local waters. Don't don't let that you know. I, I, I'm hearing kind of you know some soft shell stuff going on there too. But but again, you you've got you've got area nine eight one eight two. You, you know we've got the weekend through ten. I honestly think that once they they crunch the numbers, we're going to get more Chinook time in ten, and we would better because we're you know we're coming in five thousand Chinook short on this on this deal this summer. So
2: we gotta figure out a way to do an in season update and 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 be able to kind of adjust these seasons once these we see these large numbers of Chinook moving in and and obviously it doesn't take a brain surgeon to know there are way more Chinook out there than what was forecasted. Yeah. And we gotta be able to adjust and and allow more opportunity for guys, man. This 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 closure and then opening, you know, they they gave I think they it, it's, it came out at about three p.m. that it's open the next day. It's just it's
1: disrespectful to the angling public to have closures and openings on less than twenty four hours. Notice. Yeah, it's it's inexcusable, and, yeah. and uh, so we're we're gonna we're gonna tune up WDFW over the off season. But in the meantime, Ryan Lampers, you know you. Uh, you, you you deserve a, a purple heart for uh for showing them in <laughs> Well you didn't get you know you didn't get until midnight last night you jump in studio and you know after getting a bear after your after your sitka trip. So um I, I tell you what though, the one of the best ways to get involved if if you're at all curious about hunting, it's, it, this isn't really an entry level deal, but if you want to sharpen your skills, tell us about your Western hunting summit, Ryan
4: Lambert. Yeah. Yeah. And I apologize, Tom, for uh, just sitting over here yawning. No, 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 <laughs> no, dude. Droggy. But yeah, so the Western Hunting Summits, um, you know, for those that haven't, you know, seen any literature about them yet, we've been doing this for about five years now, me and my wife, Hillary. And uh, it's been just something that we've absolutely fallen in love with. It's uh, It's a place that we can get all kinds of people together. You know, we get we get hunters that have had a ton of experience, and get, we get guys that have had none. Yeah. you know. Fathers will bring their kids out, you know, trying to get them some education, some some tuning up in their shooting skills, you know, whether it's archery or rifle. And so in a nutshell, what it is, it's four days of time spent with us in Montana with a good group of people, presenters that are very skilled in educating others. Uh, A lot of it is archery. There's a little bit of rifle, but we talk about, we answer any and all questions, I guess, to boil it down. So four days in Montana with us at a ranch that is to be determined every year. We change (laughs) it up a little bit. And uh, we've done this past June. We spent all our time over in the breaks of Montana, which was really cool. It was kind of a new venue for us. We've done them in the crazy mountains and the belts and all these different places. And we're looking at ranches now for next year's events, for next June. We always hold them in June, and uh, it's just a great time. Kids are out of school. Parents can bring them. Um, and we really look forward to getting the kids out to these events. It's just a, an absolute ton of fun. And, you know, we don't, we don't take it easy on guys that no, show up no. to these things. We have challenges. We have hikes. We have shooting competitions. And, um, you know, I think that just brings out the best in people. Sure. And they remember it more when they do something that's hard. You know that shared suffering cliche that we all know so well that it it's just true how it works.
1: Misery loves company, baby. Misery loves company,
4: but um, no, we're having a lot of fun with these events, and uh, we're already taking. You know, folks can sign up at this time for next year's events. We've got the dates down for for uh, next June. We're doing three of them. We're doing a bear predator on the front end of June. We've got a little bit of a gap there, and then the following four week. Uh, Next two weekends following that, we're doing archery-specific and rifle-specific. So if any one of those, you, knows, you know, is something that you'd be interested in,
1: maybe take a look at the website. WesternHuntingSummit.com? That's it. Okay. And and uh, give him a follow at um, StealthyHunter mm-hmm. on, on Instagram. Him and uh, Ryan and his, his wife, Hillary, who's a physician, just have some wonderful lifestyle advice. Nutritional information. She's got me healthy. Health, yeah. Health information, yeah. <laughs> I think there was, she didn't have she's, far she's to go. She's got man. me climbing do, mountains. Yeah. Do, That's do 50 you remember, years old. Do you
2: remember the last time you were in studio here? Mm hmm. It's probably about five years. Yeah, ago. she was here. Yeah. Yeah. You guys Hill were, was yeah. with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of our our introduction to Tom and Rob. Yeah. Um, back then, we were doing the the spring hunt seminars for yeah, them. At Sportco. Yep. And yeah. And that, that kind of how I ended up. Sure Sitting in this seat And doing this radio show It's pretty yeah. And it, so it's great To have you back And, for and sure, thank man. you For working so hard Yesterday To get your butt Out of the mountains With that bear And show up at my house uh, At four well o'clock this that. morning well, well worth the all night hike
1: yeah, yeah no doubt buddy When well, I mean, you're jumping Right back into the woods To get your cameraman and bear tomorrow So Yep Alright well We're up against clock red bounce so, Dude I can't thank you Enough for coming in here it was, it was a definite Great effort Give him a follow At Ryan Lampers At Instagram At Joey Pyburn um, at, at, at Instagram.com At the Outdoor Line Facebook Twitter Instagram Instagram. Uh, I you missed any show, jump on minearthwest.com. Jump on the Outdoor Line. Matt will have the podcast up. For Matt Nelson, Joey Pyburn, our guest Ryan Lampers, Tom Nelson, this has been the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App.